Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Casey. I am Destin. You're listening to the Leadership Podcast here on either iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever you... I think it's Apple Podcasts now. I don't think they call it iTunes anymore. You might be listening on Spotify. You could be listening on Google Play. Wherever you're listening to it, we uh, we appreciate you listening to it, you know? We've been having a lot of fun doing this. I wanted to talk about the last episode we put up. So, the last episode we put up was kind of like a little freestyle type deal about the N64. We didn't do much planning going into it. We kind of just wanted to sit down and kind of reminisce about the past. Yeah. Um, we didn't really, we kind of set out a couple of games we specifically want to talk about, like GoldenEye, Legend of Zelda, things like that. And those those types of episodes you might see more often just because they're a lot more fun to do. Uh, no, no, like really no, no, we don't even script things, but nothing like solid to go by. Just, Hey, this is what we want to fucking talk about today. And I know the sound quality of that episode was kind of shit because I was sick. I'm still sick to this day. Hence why I titled it. We are sick, but not sick of the N64. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I got creative with the title, but I just wanted to say, the reason I went ahead and put it up and I didn't do much editing to it. I tried to, I tried to edit out every sniffle, every cough, everything I could. And it was getting close to midnight. It had to go up by 6am. I had to work at 6am. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Like it's either I push it back or I meet the deadline. So I decided to just meet the deadline, but I'm not going to do that anymore. If, if it comes time, because we didn't get to uh, record till when, Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Normally we record on Sundays, upload on Fridays. So that gave me two days, plus the hardest day of my week on Wednesdays. I work like 12 hours every Wednesday. So I just didn't have time really to edit and sit down and edit it and get it perfect. So if that ever happens again, where one of us gets sick and it sounds kind of iffy, I'm just going to spend more time editing and put it up a day late. To be honest, uh, as well as uh, this Monday, we won't have another episode. Like normally on Mondays, we were uh, putting out the deep dive episodes, but we actually do spend more time looking into those because it's usually a lot, a lot of uh, information. So we won't be putting it up until next Monday. Not this. Well, if you're hearing this, it'll be hopefully the Monday after, but we're going to record it next week instead of this week, just because I still have more to repair. We're doing Star Wars. It started games in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. The first Star Wars game was an arcade. Well, technically not an arcade game. The arcade game came second. Really? Yes. Um, episode four had a game come out on the Atari that was created with an impossible win path. Yeah. Yeah. You're pay- you're basically trying to like fight against ATATs. Yeah. And it was impossible to win by design. So, uh, but then like it's that, that was in 1983 and then in 87 is when the arcade game came out Okay, and that's when it really took off. So, I mean, we have from 1987 to 2020, that's almost 40 years of, mm-hmm. um, just games that I have to get go into and, uh, get familiarized with per se. Cause I mean, I'm not going to go super hard on every game, obviously, uh, just the ones we really care about, you know, and the ones that really made a splash, when it comes to just culture in general, popularity, things like that. So just uh, remember uh, our upload schedule is Fridays for the normal show. Or if we do those like throwback freestyle shows, they'll go up on Fridays as well as Mondays for any deep dive. We do Mondays will not always be guaranteed ever. Uh, That is just extra content. We like to put up to get more out there for people to listen to, but Fridays, and if something happens, I will post on Twitter and say, hey, it's not going up till Saturday. Uh, we had troubles with editing or trouble with, you know, sometimes files corrupt and we have to re-record a fucking podcast. Yeah. We did that with our last podcast. We had to do that. And yeah. it's not fun when it happens. So no. just know, uh, generally 6 a.m. on Friday, every morning, we'll have a podcast up for you to listen to on your way to work. And if something happens and it doesn't, it'll go up the next day. But just remember Fridays, Mondays, Mondays aren't guaranteed, but hopefully if everything pans out right and our scheduling goes correctly, cause you got to know both of us work full time. We're not, this isn't mm-hmm. our job. You know, this is just something we like to do. Mondays, extra content like that is, uh, difficult to always get. 
So we'll we're gonna try our best though this uh, next weekend to get it recorded. Hopefully Sam will be back with us. If not, it'll just be me and Destin. But anyways, let's get into this show today. We're going to deal with a couple of different things. So, as usual, we usually cover two games and a piece of tech. Uh, the, the structure that might change over time, is it's not always going to be solidified as just that. Just a game, a game, a piece of tech. You know, sometimes it might just be whatever the hell we want to do. Maybe mm-hmm. there's no good tech right now. You know, I want to talk about Neuralink. I haven't learned enough about it. We'll do that in a week or two probably episodes once I like really dive into it because it's revolutionary yeah honestly when it comes to tech but we'll uh sometimes it might be three games sometimes maybe there's a big piece of tech that comes out you know when for instance uh if either Nvidia or AMD dropped something you know when yeah. the 5700 5, and 5700 XT dropped I would love to spend some time talking about that you know yeah. and uh that would take place of you know something else just we're just trying to fit as much as we can into the small bit of space we have to record. An hour's a long time, yeah, but sometimes sometimes it seems like forever, sometimes it seems like not enough. Yeah, you know what I mean? Definitely. So But today today we're gonna talk about the new Marvel game that's dropping. I didn't write down the release dates of these, so if you could have those up for me, please. Uh, so Marvel's Avengers, what is yeah, it? So Marvel's Avengers, the release date is September fourth, twenty twenty, is when okay. it's set. And then it's set for the platforms Stadia, uh, Microsoft Windows, PS4, and Xbox One. Okay. Uh, So Avengers first. I wanted to talk about Avengers because they have a horrific track record with video games. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I did spend a lot of time playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I really did. Uh, But it wasn't a good game. It was very repetitive. Uh, every single mission felt like it was the same, even though you're in a different area. I mean, it was cool to be able to play in this like cool top-down scrolling, like platformer almost, where you could use your favorite heroes, right? But I think where they're going with this game is going to be better. So, just general overview. So, Marvel's Avengers is an epic. Third-person action-adventure game that combines an original cinematic story with single-player and cooperative gameplay. Assemble into a team of up to four players online, master extraordinary abilities, customize a growing roster of heroes, and defend Earth from escalating threats. So it's it's set on A-Day, which I think A-Day is when they destroy New York City fighting. that was A-Day. Yeah. So you have Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Black Widow, and Thor unveiling a new high-tech headquarters in San Francisco. But uh, they were blamed for the tragedy. They disbanded five years later with all the superheroes outlawed, the world's in peril, an adventure at nights where a determined young woman named Kamala Khan sets out to reassemble, rebuild Avengers to stop an unchecked power of secret of new force known as AIM. That's the background of it. So, the gameplay looks really good. Yeah. Uh, I watched a couple of gameplay trailers of Thor. Uh, I watched the one of Thor. I didn't watch the one of Hulk. But it's third person over the shoulder. Yeah. So, it looks like uh, Gears of War style Unreal Engine. That type of of, uh, look. And you do kind of... It does kind of have the similarities to uh, old games... But a lot of RPGs, it does have a similarity to a lot of RPGs where you have your normal attacks, then you have uh, skills. So the one I was watching was on Xbox. So mm-hmm. like your RB, you'd have an action. LB, you'd have an action of uh, special abilities. Yeah. So like uh, for Thor, there was one that was a hammer toss. Yeah, of course. But graphically, it looked really, really good. It didn't look um, as shitty. They try. I think they tried to make it as cinematic as possible. Yeah. Because they were launching a like one of a kind story mode. It was a cinematic story mode that's not from the movies. Granted, the situation in areas is from the movies, but they kind of grabbed it and created this whole new storyline. You do all these other things about this young girl. She wants to reassemble the Avengers, stop this evil, and I'm actually really excited to play it. Yeah. Um, Marvel doesn't have both Marvel and DC really. Other than DC Universe, there's not really a. Then no. And Batman games, 
Yeah. Batman games are like the only thing. It does remind me of Batman game, how a Batman game plays. Yeah. Yeah, that type nice. of third person type style. That'd be um, pretty legit. From think, looking at it, that's what it made me think of. What's got me interested is the one line which customize a group of uh, or customize a growing roster of heroes. Yeah. So that that says to me that they're going to actually add like eventually you're going to be able to unlock like Spider-Man and Yes, you know, and there are a ton of cosmetics. Cuz yeah. you know as well as I do, we know about comics and stuff. I'm not a nerd, I promise. <laughs> but there's outfits for Wolverine going back to the fucking forties. Days, you like. know. Um, so I'm imagining that that's where their secondary money is going to come in. Yeah. Uh, buying loot boxes for cosmetics and things like that. Hopefully, there's not loot boxes. Hopefully, they don't separate heroes as different costumes because you know how um in ultimate alliance you could get like a one version of a character and then a different version but they were separate that kind of shit was that was bullshit honestly but the cosmetics thing would be cool i'd love to run around with the old yellow wolverine you know what i mean (laughs) Like it was the yellow and blue spandex. Yeah, the like, yellow and blue spandex. Yeah. Crazy hair and shit. That would be cool. But uh, there is full online play. So you have these things called Warzone missions. I uh, don't know what too much of them are about. So like oh, all throughout the globe, there'll be little hot zones that pop up mm-hmm. where you go in and do Warzone missions with other people. I so it, is it cool. going to be kind of like a, a free roam style or is it going to be select that from a map? I think it's going to be like select that mission from a map. Okay. I don't think they'll do much free roam with uh, this type of game. It didn't look like it, at least. I think I mean, it's that, pretty It's pretty story-driven, I think. That's still pretty <clears> cool, though. Like, select the mission, dive into it, yeah. and like, get shit done. Yeah, hopefully it's not, like, super linear. Yeah. Because most of what you saw from gameplay footage was fights. Yeah. So you can only... But uh, it's not like target you can I'm, I'm sure there's targeting but there it's generally like a hack and slash type yeah you know fighting okay so i don't know i'm pretty excited about it i think it'll be pretty neat to hopefully hopefully see marvel do something yeah um i god it's been a long time since i played a good marvel game yes it has i think the first ultimate alliance was the last one i played and i can't say it's bad because it's still a 30 dollar game <laughs> People uh, still charge thirty dollars for Marvel's Ultimate Alliance from like two thousand three. I, I think I the last know. the last Marvel game I played was that like shitty mobile game, and yeah. that was it. <laughs> like, because I wanted to see what it was like. I played it for two or three days and then got bored of it. Yeah, there's a couple of mobile games. We should talk about mobile games. That'd be pretty cool. Actually, I've never thought about it, but people don't understand mobile gaming is bigger, the biggest market in the world. Yeah, uh, in terms of gaming, I didn't think about that. Fuck it. Maybe when we talk about Fortnite. <laughs> I haven't talked about Fortnite, so I, this would have been a good week for it. <coughs> oh, shit. Fortnite just announced, announced their Chaos Engine. So. <coughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's Marvel's Avengers, honestly. that's There's not really too much to go in on it, honestly. It's another Marvel game. Uh, Marvel has a horrible track record of making very bad games. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping they... Like, when you get into a battle, free roam around the map... Like, yeah. just kind of messing around. And then the outfits, I hope it's, like, an unlock, like, as you progress. That would be really cool, being able to do challenges for stuff. Yeah. Because also, you know, they have to, like, or they can add, like, a hidden area. And you can find, yeah. like, one of Tony Stark's, like, gloves or some shit. Well, now you have that uniform, you know. Yeah. Like, that would be pretty interesting. I, ho- I hope they keep the, um, like, bonuses. So, back in the day... You in Marvel's Ultimate Alliance, this is the only thing I can compare it to, honestly. But in there, if you use certain heroes together, you'd get bonuses and uh, yeah. stuff like if you're using um, Iceman and uh, whatever his name is, the, uh, the, the fire dude, yeah, yeah. If you're using them together in a fight and like you're you're like freezing a guy, then he'll throw fire on him, you get like a bonus damage and nice. like a bonus to experience, stuff like that. And you get like this thing pop up, and then if you use like all four of these certain X Men together, you got bonuses, stuff like that. That would be really cool. Yeah. For you to use, you know, certain people together, uh, just to create dynamic. Like there's the Iceman and then the Fire Guy, Black Widow, Hawkeye, and then Black Widow and the Hulk. Yeah. You know. Hulk you know, and Thor, like if you're there's using so like many Thor, Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America. You know the the, you tr- got the, the, the quad, team together, the quad 
squad together, you know, that'd be kind of cool to see, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully that's a thing. So we got to give it a, a rating out of, you know, 10. It Cinematically, it's going to look like a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Cinematically, it's gorgeous. It's going to look super, super good. I mean, you can see the some of the gameplay, uh, like right now, that's that's gameplay footage. Yeah. Um, and it looks pretty dope. I think some of the stuff's going to be pretty linear, but uh, overall, right now, without touching the game, I'll give it like a six, I'd just go, because they have a horrible track record. I'd go seven, just out of hope. <laughs> yeah, just because they've made so many bad games yeah. over time. I think the one thing that's going to make it for me, because my favorite Marvel uh, superhero is Iron Man. So the one thing that's going to make it for me is if they do Tony Stark right, and he actually has a good flying mechanic. That's what's going to kind of. Oh yeah. That's what's going to kind of make the game for me. The flying mechanic. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Because like it, it shows a quick snippet of him flying, and it looks like a dodge mode. Like yeah, you know what he does. But like if if they got like a, a good flying mechanic, and they do Tony Stark right, I'm going to love the game. Especially if you're using someone like Doctor Strange. Yeah. And stuff like that. I hope I didn't look at how many heroes they're putting in the game. I don't think it's fully announced. I'm hoping it's a lot. I hope it's like way deep down <laughs> yeah. there into it. Like you can get into like the deep nitty gritty of Marvel's characters. But it might be stuff that people that are close to the cinematic universe. So yeah, I mean, I mean Black that, Panther that would, would still, be fun. Yeah, that'd still be pretty cool because you have like uh, Scarlet Witch, Red Velvet, Vision. You know, it'd be a really cool crew of like Black Panther, Wolverine, Hawkeye. Yeah, you know. Oh, that's something I like. I don't know. Like, if I never you had to make a squad, it. who would you make? Oh man, four, I'd have, I'd have four to throw people. Iron Man, obviously. Hawkeye, definitely. I'd. Oh. Jeremy Renner's a sexy man. I'd throw... Definitely. <laughs> like, for the muscle, it's hard to pick between Thor and the Hulk. Like, I don't know which one I'd want. I'd have to go with Thor, because, you know, Norse mythology. Yeah. I'm down with that shit. And I don't know who the fourth would be. That's a fourth? hard decision. Ooh, I'm down with Doctor Strange. It just depends yeah. on what uh, model they use. Do they use yeah. the uh, like Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. version or the like comics? Which either way, that'd still be pretty. Yes. Yeah. For me though, for me, I would go Black Panther. I'd go Captain America. Captain America is one of my favorites of all time. Black Panther, Captain America. Hopefully, Ghost Rider's in. Oh God, I didn't even think about. I would Ghost go. Rider. I would go Ghost Rider if he's in, and then I would go Spider Man. I, yes. Black Panther would maybe be substituted for Wolverine, but overall, I think I'd go Black Panther, Hulk, Captain America, and Spider Man. I love Spider Man. Yeah. Spider Man is my favorite hero of all time, so. And, uh. I related to getting bullied in school, okay? Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool. Like, Deadpool. There you go. Yeah, yeah you, would fourth. you would 100% take Deadpool if he was in. For sure. Definitely. Yeah, I don't know. Let us know in the five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts <laughs> what your squad would be in a Marvel's Adventure game. What's your four squad? Let us know. So, uh, transition. Awkward segue. This is an awkward segue. Awkward segue? Yeah, okay. Escape from Tarkov, guys. Let's talk about Escape from Tarkov. It's an old game that's making a huge resurgence in because of streamers. They yeah. put out a really good patch, and streamers ate the shit up. Uh, Dr. Disrespect's been playing it. Dr. Lupo's been playing it. Tim the Tatman, uh, Action Jackson, Trevor May. God, everyone that I regularly was watching is mm-hmm. playing this game now. Yeah. See, I've seen a good bit of gameplay, but I've not paid attention to the, the content One of the craziest things, the voice of USAC 3 yeah. is a guy I've been watching on GTA RP for two years. Really? Yeah, he plays um, John Archer, a cop on No Pixel, and he did the voice of USAC 3. Nice. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. Uh, every, there's always like little inside jokes whenever they're like in RP, because like they try to talk about stuff outside of RP by making yeah. like these weird talks about it, you know? <laughs> And they'll talk about um, whenever, like, Archer... His name's 41 on Twitch, for mm-hmm. anyone. Uh, whenever 41 
he'll get on, he uh, clocks in basically as a cop. Uh, people will be like, so how was your time in Russia? And just saying dumb <laughs> shit about him being Russian. Because uh, he, he plays the game a ton already. Plus yeah. he's the voice of USEC 3, which is super cool. Nice. But Escape from Tarkov, uh, I'm going to immediately say I don't know a ton about it. Okay, so um, I lost train of thought because these microphones <laughs> we had some technical difficulties yeah but picking up where I left off this shit's so annoying anyway uh, we don't know a lot about the game mm-hmm. is one thing so we know it's Escape from Tarkov you're in Russia or whatever uh, you have Yusek and Bayer are your two companies I guess um, that are fighting but what I didn't know I've wa- I've been watching people play this game for god knows how long over the past like couple weeks I had no clue the game was story driven at all. Really? Yeah, it's apparently a story story driven. Um, they do as like a walkthrough of hmm. learning how to play the game. There's actually a full story to the game, which I had no clue. But the game, the game is what I guess you'd call it hyper realistic. Yes, because you have realistic shooters. Then you have some like super realistic shooters, like some of the, how uh, they started to go with like some of the Call of Duties. Then you have this mm-hmm. game. <laughs> this game is hyper realistic and I'm telling you if you don't know how to like if you can't learn key binds you're <laughs> fucked so yeah. that's one thing I was watching the perfect video so Dr. Lupo uh, he was he, he was teaching Jordan Fisher how yep. to play the game okay and there's a video on his channel that is 30 minutes long of him explaining to Jordan Fisher how to use controls on the game <laughs> Like a 30 minute video of explaining the controls. Pretty the much. Game. <laughs> Pretty much him explaining if you hold control and do this, you can, you, there's like when you, when you're tilt. So like if you're in a hallway and you go to tilt left to shoot, you have like 15 degree increments Yeah. of your tilt on each ways. And like your speed, when you're walking, you hit caps lock and it changes your speed slowly. Yeah. And like, and then you got the kneeling tilt and laying down. Yeah. Like there's, it's, it's a lot of shit to it. And then yeah. bullet drop is a thing. Yes. So. And if you get shot in the face, you die. Yep. Like I, I, I understand time to kill. I mean, I've played call of duty for a long time mm-hmm. and there's always been this like talk about TTK and you know, like the new call of duty modern warfare, the TTK is hella fast. Yeah. Um, it's still the technically it's still the same as like four shots to kill somebody, but when you get shot with an M4, you die immediately. Yeah. Right. And then in this game, you'll see like I'll be watching Doctor Lupo play, and Doctor Lupo is crazy good at this game. And he's walking through. You see him peek, shoot, and he's like, "Okay, he's dead." And you're like, "Huh?" Yeah. Like you don't you don't see anything. Um, the sound is super loud. Yeah. Sound is the biggest thing in this game. I believe it. That's the biggest thing. And if you're playing with friends, there's no HUD to tell you they're your friend. Yeah. Um, that's some of the funniest shit, dude. Hell Watching yeah. um Dr. Lupo was teaching Tim, Cloaksy, and somebody and uh somebody else. Who was it? It was Tim, Cloak, and somebody else how to they're teaching them how to play the game. And the whole entire time you'll have uh everyone will have different type of outfits on. Mm-hmm. And whenever you you're walking through and you hear something, everyone just like they have like a code word. Yeah, they'll say and everyone will stop. And if you still hear movement, it's somebody else. And it's some of the funny. It's some made up for some of the best content I've watched yeah, in a long it. time. Because this game is super serious, super super serious, hyper realistic. And watching some people that have no clue how to play it. Yeah. That aren't in this atmosphere, that aren't into like these hyper-realistic military style things. Um, I wish I could remember there's a dude, there's a content creator, he's a gun, he's a gun content creator. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of like Demolition Ranch in them. Yeah. But what he started doing was he started playing Tarkov a lot. Yeah. And he would, he would play Tarkov on live streams and then he'd make videos about stuff in Tarkov. Nice. So he would start making videos about the guns in Tarkov and teaching people how these guns work in real life. Yeah. And things like that. And it's super, super cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, because in this game, when you take out a magazine because you used all your rounds, you have to manually load bullet by bullet. Really? Yeah. So you'll have like an inventory. Oh, I just hit my mic. Goddamn. You'll have an inventory spot and you'll have your magazine. 
and you'll have your rounds. And you have a magazine that holds 10 or 30. You have to click every round. <laughs> and it does the little shink, shink, Damn. Shink. You have to load every round into that thing. And then when you run out of inventory space because you have to pick up something else and you're like, fuck, I have this round full of ammo. So you have to get rid of that magazine by unloading every round, dropping the magazine so you can take something. So essentially how the game works is you load into a map. And the map, you have uh, PMC runs. And you have scav runs. Okay. Scav runs, when you go in, they're meant for you to get loot and get out. So you have an extraction point somewhere on the map. Uh, it doesn't tell you where it is. Yeah. You have to memorize them. Nice. Your extraction points are different every time. Every time you load in, essentially, you have a dis- different extraction point. And what people have to do is there's a map somebody created mm-hmm. on the Scav and Tarkov Wiki that shows all the extraction points on the map. And you have to kind of like be like, okay, I'm here. I've got to go this way. And uh, you have to get to the extraction point and get out with all the stuff you have. Damn. And you're fighting scavs. So you're going as, as a scav and scav scavenger. Yeah. Uh, you go into the scav and there's like, I don't know how you'd call them, like the shittier version of scavs, <laughs> which won't shoot you until you shoot one of them. Okay. And then there's other scavs that are like armed and that will fuck you up, right? So you have to like make this this conscious decision of like when it's ready, when it's ready to kill somebody, or yeah. if you accidentally kill one because you like pop out of a hallway and he's there and you're like, oh shit, uh, basically. So your whole goal is to get through uh, all of these runs, get through your run, looting as much as possible and getting out with it. Okay. And if you die. You lose all your shit. Fuck. Um, and then you have PMC runs, which is labs. And PMC is, you go in as yourself. You're a private military contractor. Mm-hmm. And other real-life players, so it's not AI, go in as PMC. So it's the same way in scav runs. You'll have the AI scavs, and then you'll have other players that are scavs. Yeah. And those are you have to worry about. The AI scavs aren't mad at you until you kill an AI scav. PMC is the same way. But PMC has higher loot tables. Yeah. So people go in armed to the fucking T. <laughs> yeah. And whenever you... And it's so fucking funny, dude. You see somebody, they're armed to the fucking neck. You know, they got like all this fucking like bunch of armor on them, painkillers, all that shit, good gun, good helmet, good everything. And you see them walk up into a building, peak, die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, literally that could be three minutes into the game. Yeah, they they go to their first building. They're listening for everything. They don't hear anything. They peek, just shot in the fucking face, and you're just like, "Well, okay, <laughs> fucking awesome." But there's a meta right now in Escape from Tarkov where um, you don't have leg armor in the game. Okay. There's no leg armor in the game, which I'm hoping they're gonna fix it yeah. because it's kind of bullshit. So every be every piece of your body has a, a separate health pool. Okay, which all. Technically goes into an overall health pool. Uh, if your left arm gets shot, you can't use that left arm once it goes black. Yeah. Uh, same thing with your right arm. Same thing. Uh, if your legs go black, you have to crawl. You don't die, but you can't. You don't have to crawl, but you have, you have you move like limp all the way. You can move super Damn. slow. You make a bunch of noise because you can't really crouch and shit. Uh, so what people are doing is since there's no armor, everyone's just shooting everyone in the legs. Because if you shoot the legs enough, you die. Yeah, the health pool still goes down. Um, so everyone is just leg meting it and just God. blowing people's legs off, <laughs> you know. Because it's because if someone has a good helmet on and your round can't get through their helmet, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter, right? And so on and so forth. Same thing with like body armor. There's certain yeah. rounds that can't get through certain armors, like which is armor pretty is hyper. Ac- yeah, it's actually body armor. It's pretty hyper realistic. There's certain armors a nine can't go through. Yeah, it's you level know? like level three. I think three three A or whatever yeah. body armor. You can go up to a forty five and still be okay. Yeah, you'll feel a little wind, but you won't yeah. take a bullet wound. And that's the same thing it does. And you have like painkillers. So like when you go into a fight and you know there's someone there, you pop painkillers. Uh, cause it helps stop bleeding and so on and so forth. And it was so weird. I started like when I started learning about escape from Tarkov, watch people play it. I'm still kind of iffy about playing it. Yeah. Granted, um, just cause I'm not good at those kind of games, but 
the similarities from the modding from the GTRP server I watch yeah. and Escape from Tarkov is insane. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of stuff they use, um, the GTRP guys kind of adopted yeah. as stuff in their game. Like painkillers, for example. Painkillers stop um, bleeding. Same thing nice. with IFAX. Uh, in individual first aid kits. Yeah. Um, they're in the game too. They stop bleeding and stuff. Nice. And it's one of those like weird things that uh, I noticed. But the other big thing is the guns. Guns in this game. Uh, you have certain like, yeah, you have shotguns, you have uh, handguns, you have ARs, stuff like that. But you go through full rail systems. You can break yeah. your guns all the way down. You can change rails. Um, I know you can change barrels, stuff like that. Nice. There's different barrels. It's a super advanced modding system for guns. It really does feel pretty realistic from what I've seen. That's pretty Same nice. Same thing with uh, scopes and stuff like that. There's a lot of scopes that are, um, they're like uh, different opticals. So yeah, like a four times you can flip it over to a red dot. They have yeah. that kind of stuff. And have you ever heard of uh, Arma? Arma 3? Yes. So it's, from what it sounds like to me, it's a more advanced version of that. Uh, I think, uh, honestly, to this day, I think everything started as an Arma 3 mod. Yeah. <laughs> PUBG, was an Arma, PUBG was an Arma 3 mod. Yeah, yeah. That developed into a full game. Um, pretty lit. Everything that you've, any anybody you watch on GTA RP, mm-hmm. uh, the biggest servers, uh, Family RP, used to be an Arma 3 mod. Really? It became GTA RP. Uh, no Pixel it used to be an Arma 3 mod. <laughs> and then they evolved into GTA RP because it just kind of fit the game better. Nice. Um, and that's, it's honestly, it's, it's just how I feel like this game might've been like an ARP, an Arma 3 mod. And then they were just like, we're just going <laughs> to take it our way. You know, you have real life ballistics and uh, project projectile uh, physics. And the biggest thing about this game is, you have, you have full uh, physical characteristics as well. So hydration, energy, blood pressure, blood loss, fractures. If you have a fracture, you have to put a splint on it so you can fucking walk. <laughs> um, intoxication, because uh, I think alcohol does certain things, but it also gets yeah. you drunk. Nice. Um, exhaustion, stuff like that. You have to stay hydrated if you're in like a long PMC run and stuff yeah. like that. And the biggest thing for this game I've seen about this game is it has a very niche community. Mm-hmm. But that community is expanding huge. Yeah. It's one of the biggest games on Twitch right now. Like I've known about it for a while, but I've never. It started into in it. God, I think 2015 was when it first got released. I want to find this because like Arma is what I got into. Like I played the shit out of Arma, and then from playing that, I kind of discovered Escape from Tokarov. But I never played it. Like 2016. 2016. It first came out in 2016, and now it's currently uh, in this weird beta phase. But the first closed alpha came out in 2016. Like I was telling him before, when I first heard about it, I created an account, and I've never yeah. logged into it until today. I logged into it, and I was still able to get in. I was like, "Holy shit, this was that game!" Because <laughs> I heard about it a long time ago, and it was yeah. like this crazy, hyper realistic thing. And I was just like, holy shit, this is, this is a, this is a thing. And it's just the amount of frustration that I've seen from people is like bigger than Dark Souls frustration. Oh yeah. With uh, just, just you're ready for a PMC run. You're going into labs. Labs is the hardest thing in the game is to complete a labs run and get out and you go in and you're like, okay. I, lo- I, I spawn in, I'm here, where am I at, where am I at, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can lose so much in so little time, but you can get so much. Yeah. And if like, if you're like me, I don't end up learning the key bindings. I kind of just jump into it and figure it out while I'm same, playing. Same, Because I learn the best that way. Yeah. And these kind of games, I never end up learning it because I always die so fucking quick. Yeah. You know? There's a, uh, I think there's a full barter system now too. Oh really? Um, because I was watching, I was watching Jordan one of Jordan Fisher's videos because I'm in love with Jordan Fisher. <laughs> but I was watching his videos the first time he was playing with Lupo. They were doing scav runs, and he he had titled the video. This is this item is worth how much? You know, clickbait, whatever. Um, he got like a thing of nylon rope. Yeah. And Dutch Lupo was like, "Yeah, you have to get out with that." 
You have to get out with it. <laughs> really? And he was like, okay, let me fit it into my inventory, right? Because it has Diablo-style inventory. Diablo yeah. 2 style inventory, I should say, with the squares and whatnot. And you have, like, a bunch of different stuff, granted. And he was like, okay, I'll get it out. Okay, okay. They get out with it. And he's like, yeah, that rope's worth, like, 300,000 rubles. Damn. <laughs> and he was just like, and he looked at his camera like, huh? This motherfucker said what? And uh, I was just like, that's insane because it's just barter. It's yeah. what it's worth. Um, you can trade that rope for a fucking gun or some shit, yeah. you know? Uh, it's so wild. And uh, my biggest thing with Scam Tarkov, the reason I want to talk about it is what it's done for the creator space. Yeah. We're at a spot where there's a lull in games. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Fortnite is plateaued. Still trash. Um, I would love the game if I was good at it. <laughs> I'm honestly, yeah. Yeah. I love what it did for the scene when it blew up. I would fucking love the game if I was good at it, but it's so hard to get good at. Yeah. It's not my style game. Yeah. True. True. I understand that. Um, but four times plateaued apex legends plateaued. Yeah. Uh, there's not really Modern Warfare's out, but it's kind of plateaued until their BR comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are still playing Blackout sometimes. And Escape from Talkov, they released this new patch and it started getting on people's radars. And they were able to be the best game on Twitch, sliding into these creators that, like Dr. Lupo, I keep saying his name, but Dr. Lupo's been playing the game for a long time. Yeah. And he's always been afraid to play it because, you know, he had to play Fortnite just because it's his well-being. You yeah. know, it is his job. Fortnite, he gets better viewers. Simple as that. And the, it's it showed the ability of people being able to, like, transition between games. Dr. Lupo started as a Destiny streamer. Oh, really? Uh, he, he has his roots in Destiny. And then Fortnite blew up. He jumped on it because he saw where it was going. And then this came out, and he's been playing it a bunch. And he's just really good at it. Because Dr. Lupo, is, he's 32 years old, mm-hmm. he's a dad, and everyone he plays with are younger than him. Yeah. You know, he plays with Paul, which is like 26, and Trevor, Trevor's like 25, Trevor Trevor May from mm-hmm. Twins, he's yeah, a yeah. pitcher. Um, Tim, well, Tim's a dad now, but Tim's still a child. Uh, <laughs> Ninja, you know, Cloaksy is 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Um all these people he plays with and he has this opportunity to do what he loves to do and teach people how to do things. Yeah. You know, he gets to be a dad to all these kids on how to play the game <laughs> and just the, cause people always said like a game like this doesn't have funny moments, but they prove that shit wrong yeah. because just shooting your friend in the head in a video game will always be funny. Yes. It will. You know, it'll always be funny. <laughs> Team killing will always be funny. And that's one thing this game is like created. It takes these people that play these like fun games and make them nervous as shit and give them anxiety. <laughs> Throws them into a super serious situation. Yeah. You know, these there are a lot of these people that are coming from Fortnite, like Cloaksy. Cloaksy was an H1 pro mm-hmm. PUBG pro Fortnite pro. All he's ever done is play Battle Royales. Yeah. Which, Escape from Tarkov essentially is a BR. Um, but he played these games where it's not hype. None of them are hyper-realistic. Yeah. PUBG at the most with, you know, attachments yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But he's been playing Fortnite professionally for the past two years. <laughs> and you throw him into this game. Man. And, dude, you talk about nervous. Just, just anxiety of that <laughs> this game. That's why I'm afraid to play it, dude. The anxiety would give me. Just, See, like, <laughs> I, I get that when I play Arma. Yeah. It's just like you, you hop in and you got to get everything ready. And especially if you're actually playing with a group who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Like you get ready to go on a mission and you're like, where like, am I, do I have everything I need? Like kind of shit. You have shit. to actually have mission briefings. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's pretty nice. And then your role, like if you're a medic support, like rifleman scout, like it all actually matters. And like yeah. it should get stressful. You know? I wish, I wish I would have been, uh, into PC gaming so long ago. There's so much I missed out on. You know, I could be a CS pro or some shit. (laughs) You know, I'm just kidding. But, uh, like, Arma 3, I hear so much about it, but I Mm -hmm. never played it. You know what I mean? You know what's funny, though? Is when I was in the Army and I actually went out for training exercises and going to the field, I had less stress 
doing that than I did playing these games. I know, right? Like, <laughs> God. And you're all running around with an, a, like an M4 in your hand. But he loads up Escape from Tarkov and he's like, fuck, 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 fuck. Instantly stressed out. Yeah. But Escape from Tarkov, I believe it's still in closed beta right now. You might be able to get it on Steam right now. I don't know for sure. I think you can. I think you can get it on Steam. It's in beta though. It's not a released game for they're regularly updating it uh and things of that nature, which is good to see from a company because they don't do that very much now. No. Um and it fit a good niche that uh especially Twitch as a whole, uh content creation in general needed. It really needed a new game to step up and be like, Hey everyone, you're gonna play this right now. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was that was very, very much needed. But how would you rate Escape from Tarkov not playing it? Like, this is my kind of game, though. Like, I, I really love playing the, like, hyper-realistic uh, survival and, and games and stuff like that. So for me, it would have to be, like, a nine just because I've not played it. Okay, but Tarkov I'm, is not on Steam, by Yeah. The way. It's not on Steam, but uh, it, it'd have to be a nine for me just because I've not played it. But uh, I'm sure if I actually played it, spent the time to, to learn it, I would absolutely love it. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing um, because a lot of your stuff is based off like there's experience. You do level up and things like that, but people have sunk hours in this game already. Just hours. Um, I think the game for me is like... The premise of the game is a 10 out of 10. It's the only person that it's the only company I've seen that's been able to do hyper realism like this and let it get into the mainstream. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, it's really groundbreaking. Uh, I think it exposes a lot of people to a genre they otherwise would know nothing about or didn't know existed. Yeah. Um, a lot of, I feel like a lot of vets that I don't know. I don't know if, I think that'd be hit or miss for veterans to play this. Like I've, I've talked to a few veterans that have actually seen combat and they talk about like PC gaming and just gaming in general all the time. Like they love it. Like it's, yeah. an, it's an escape, you know, and whether it be some like civilization, you know, something super simple all the yeah. way up to like, you know, hyper realistic shooters. It's kind of just like a, an escape and a, a getaway. So I think stuff like this is, it helps people. I think this know? is good. Um, I, I, my love for the game isn't the game itself. It's for what the game has done for the strict, just the online community in general. Like I talked about that guy before that does the real life Tarkov stuff. And like the, this type of channel wouldn't, I wouldn't say it wouldn't exist because there's other games, but these nerds, these, these these gamers personally wouldn't understand what he's doing as much yeah if they were playing Call of Duty like someone that plays Call of Duty doesn't fully understand how to rack a rifle how to dis- disassemble a rifle yeah how to change a barrel in a rifle if you want to put a muzzle brake on a rifle you know things like that people that play PUBG or uh, Call of Duty or any other shooter like that that's kind of realistic I guess it's it's not as simple as just attaching a muzzle brake yeah if, that, you know? if your only experience to this kind of stuff is Call of Duty yeah. you know then when you jump into a game like this there's going to be a huge learning curve correct me if I'm wrong but most rifles don't come with threaded barrels to attach a muzzle brake to uh, yeah it, like M4s and stuff, yes. The the barrel that's on there for uh, like military use and shit, yeah. even AKs, the barrel is already threaded. Yeah. It's just like what the thread pitch is. Yeah. A I've, lot of times, if you want a muzzle break is, but, or something like that, you have to replace your whole barrel. You know I mean, what I mean? Sometimes. I mean. And things like that, you know, for, you normally uh, wouldn't. Like for bolt actions and stuff, yeah. yeah. Like you'd actually have to get it threaded or you'd have to just completely replace the barrel. Yeah, buy a threaded barrel. But also on top of that, like if you buy an M4 right now and you just want to replace the threaded barrel that's or replace the uh, muzzle brake that's on there, that bitch is not easy to get off. Like you have to yeah. have tools for that shit. 
you know, so it's not something you could just do anyway. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's cool for people to be able to experience things like that. Uh, and the games just created a new, a new wave in content that previously wasn't there. And that is, it's kind of cool now. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. And it opens up the market. Like companies will see like, Oh shit. Like this game's actually really big. Like let's, yeah, it's doing really good. Out there, you know, because I can guarantee you, there's companies out there that were afraid to do hyper realism. Oh yeah, to guaranteed. this level, because I'm sure you could do it even farther than this game is. Oh yeah, you know, with fully breaking down a weapon. Like imagine, oh, I know the the next thing is going to be Tarkov in VR. Oh man, <laughs> imagine a Tarkov in VR. Once God. once VR gets like ironed out. Yeah. Tarkov, if that already exists, please let me know. That would be crazy. Because you know I mean? then you actually have to go through the process. Yeah, like <laughs> you've got to pull that out. Your rifle you got to push like, the pin out look, of your handle. God, that shit would suck. Sandwich your little AR like, open. If if you love messing with rifles, then it's not a problem. But if you've never messed with one, disassembling a rifle sucks. Yeah, like, it's terrible because you have so many little pieces sometimes that are just everywhere. Especially if you're gonna like fully disassemble triggers yeah, and everything. Because like, I know my old AR just to dis- disassemble it and clean it, I could do it in like five seconds. Yeah, basically one pin, pull out the bolt, and there you go. You're yeah. good. Especially for cleaning, but like when you want to change triggers and change yeah. barrels, change slides stuff like that um that'd be pretty cool to learn. oh that would be it would be awesome you know like you're you have to play through your you're playing through the game you're doing your scav runs and stuff you hit you shoot your rifle a couple times mm-hmm. you have to actually go back to base clean the motherfucker yeah. out or eventually it's gonna jam man <laughs> and then you could go and get like a what's it called the uh, nitrided yeah uh, barrels that help it stay cleaner and yeah. like shoot longer and shit that would be pretty fucking awesome yeah that would be dope as shit Anyway, that was Escape from Tarkov. Uh, we're gonna quit rambling about that. <laughs> I'm just I'm happy that the game is seeing the light of day, yeah. and people are watching it. Oh um, yeah, I know Lupo. Lupo, for example, since he's like one of my favorite creators, just for everything he's done, he's raised like four million dollars for St. Jude. Jesus. Um, he's really big into charity, but that's awesome. Over his career, like, whenever Fortnite was at his peak, he mm-hmm. was getting, like, 30K viewers. He was one of the top guys. Yeah. Because he, fr- he was friends with Ninja and Tim and all them. They were all averaging 30K viewers when they were on together. Yeah. You know, Lupo was 100K. Or mm-hmm. no, I mean, Ninja was 100, 150K. Lupo was still had, like, 30K. It wasn't Ninja taking all the viewers. But he, uh, after Fortnite had, like, hit its decline, everyone's numbers were going down, people stopped watching, he was averaging, like, 6, 8K you know, mm-hmm. which is still incredibly good for anyone that wonders. That's still very, very yeah. good numbers. But he was averaging like six or eight K and with the new explosion of Tarkov, he's back to twenty K. Yeah. His subs are going up, his views are going up, everything is going up. And it's just I think it's super cool to see uh people get a resurgence. I think that's really cool. So Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh so we said we we're gonna talk about tech. Uh, I'm going to throw in like a weird segue here. I don't really feel like editing in a segue, so I'm going to talk about a segue so that you know I am segueing to another subject. This is your segue. That's what I'm just going to use that sound from now on. <laughs> anyway, so tech. Uh, I don't really have like this wild futuristic piece of tech like I normally do. I mean, it's kind of wild. Well, yeah. So <laughs> normally with our tech portion or whatever it's going to be, I want to talk about something that's futurist or something that's going to be different. Um, you know, with the VR set, it was a big breakthrough in VR with better panels, stuff like that, uh, better system in general. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the Mojo Vision, yeah. you know, AR contacts. And then uh, what else did we talk about? What was the last one? The Stadia, yeah, the Stadia, Stadia the first Stadia. like streaming gaming thing. Um, I was considering talking about NVIDIA GeForce Now. Mm-hmm. They they launched their new thing yesterday about um, play games anywhere. They're your bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know really. And then I watched a Mr. Who's the Boss video today. Okay. And it said, unboxing $399 foldable smartphone. 
which I was like, okay, the cheapest one right now is a thousand dollars because uh, Samsung just announced my, their Z Flip. My interest has been piqued. Yes, they Samsung just announced the Z Flip, which I was like, okay, that's pretty dope. Uh, it's to compete with a Razer phone, mm-hmm. and uh, Samsung announced their new Galaxy Folds and all this stuff. The fold, the fold announced last year, and we're talking about the Escobar Fold Two. Okay. As in Pablo Escobar. So this is being distributed. I'm not saying created. Okay. (laughs) For a reason. This is being distributed by Escobar Inc. Established 1984. This company was created in 1984 as a holding company by Pablo Escobar's brother, the Pablo Escobar, to, I guess, to offshore all of Escobar's Coke money, right? This... For some reason now, they've decided they're getting into the smartphone market. All right. Uh, they have all this cocaine capital, and they have the money to do it. So they released the Fold 1 a little while back, and then now they've released the Fold 2. So I was watching Mr. Who's the Boss's video, and he was like, you know, it's $399. I'm kind of skeptical. No. So he ordered the phone from... Uh, his personal name and personal email address that's not attached to anything. Yeah. Because he didn't want them to know he was a reviewer. He ordered it. Uh, somehow they still figured it out. He 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 literally was like, I'm going to spend $400 and fully expect to get scammed and not get any money. Yeah. Um, so they figured out he was a reviewer somehow. It's, it's Pablo Escobar's brother. <laughs> He's got connections, obviously. Uh, he figured out it was him and was like, okay, we're sending you a reviewer copy anyway. Uh, he still paid for it, but they sent him a reviewer copy and like he got it. He had ordered a fold one mm-hmm. uh, a while back. And when he was unboxing it, it was in this like DHL package. And I fully expected to be a, boat, a brick of Coke. A hundred percent expected to be a brick of Coke. Like this is some holdings company per se, but he unboxes it. You open up the phone. It's a, it's a full foldable phone. Looks just like the galaxy fold. Yeah. Uh, exactly like the Galaxy Fold. Yeah. But he they redid the hinge, or they pretty much put a hinge on it that's gold, says uh, Fold 2 on it. The front of it has this gold-plated sticker that has their logo, says Fold 2. And the biggest question was, um, how did you make this $400? Yeah. And if you look into all of Escobar Inc.'s marketing... Mm-hmm. Their marketing is hilarious. So they own the domain name ripsamsung.com. Yeah. And when you go to it, it directs you to this website to buy the fold to. Uh, all of their marketing has been like um, attack marketing, mm-hmm. uh, attacking Samsung. Okay. Uh, all of it. They have the, the rip Samsung video is this hot girl in lingerie destroying a fold two with a sledgehammer. <laughs> um, all their marketing is just a bunch of really attractive women in lingerie. That's how they market it. Um, <laughs> which makes sense for a cocaine kingpin, right? Definitely. And then, so you get the phone, right? You unbox it and you, it's already on and activated okay. when you get it. You open the bitch up and you're greeted by a picture of Pablo Escobar as your <laughs> wallpaper. And they added a shortcut to your home screen. And instead of Google Chrome, it's a it's a link to EscobarInc.com for you for the website. But the biggest question was, you know, how did you get this phone to four hundred dollars? So Mr. Who's the Boss asked. Just that's the only way you're gonna get an answer is to ask. Yeah. And he talked through emails directly with the CEO. And he was basically, he explained to him because, well, before he talked to him, he ran, he downloaded, uh, Antutu, which is benchmarking software for smartphones. Yeah. Okay. And when he loaded up Antutu, it, it it recognizes your phone. It reads your specs, you Mm -hmm. know, when you allow it to, and it read it as a galaxy fold. Yeah. And he was like, well, that's kind of weird. This looks just like a Galaxy Fold. It feels just like a Galaxy Fold. It has the same screen as Galaxy Fold. <laughs> and now it's reading as a Galaxy Fold. So he reached out to them and asked them. And they were gave him perfectly straight answers. No beating around the bush. No bullshit. He said, it's a Galaxy Fold with a sticker on it. 
<laughs> yeah. It's literally a galaxy fold and they put a gold sticker on it, put a new hinge, like the gold hinge thing on it. And basically they explained they bought returned, overstocked, and insufficient items from Samsung. Really? So Samsung will have phones that'll come out that's not good enough for mm-hmm. them. Uh, and they ship them out to third party people. And then returned items, uh, overstock items. When people, when this phone came out, a lot of companies bought way too many of them to sell. Yeah. And it didn't sell because it was like $1,500. Yeah. So all those overstocked items, they were trying to get something back off of it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's what they did. They literally, they they bought a bunch of Galaxy Folds to rebrand as their own and sell them, which they're perfectly legal to do. Yeah. Um. And then they basically were saying that their whole goal was to market their name into the smartphone space because they have a a phone in production they're working on right now. Okay. They, Escobar Inc. is currently developing, designing a full smartphone, which is going to be gold. Okay. (laughs) Just because it has to be. I'm down for that. But I was like, oh God, this, this made me so happy to see (laughs) honestly it's it's escobar inc is making smartphones pablo escobar ran the cocaine market in the world and now he wants to run the smartphone market (laughs) which is really nice to hear that there's competition but very scary to hear that there's competition (laughs) because i'm telling you if someone from samsung ends up dead we're gonna know who fucking did it And then, like, the marketing, like, everyone, go to YouTube, look up Escobar Fold 2, and just see the Escobar girls show off the phone. It's so fucking funny. It's just a bunch of girls in lingerie saying, hey, we have a new smartphone. That isn't a new smartphone. It's just a Galaxy Fold. (laughs) But I think this is a very, very good thing for the market. Because if they release a phone, it's going to be affordable. Yeah, because the main reason they said they did this was because Sam. They said Samsung is Samsung is scamming their customers. Yeah, because these phones are not worth fifteen hundred dollars because they're selling them for four hundred. It is literally the exact same phone. Yeah, it is a Galaxy Fold, but it doesn't say Galaxy on it. It says Escobar Inc. <laughs> and I love that they're kind of like shaking things up. Yeah. A lot of the way the Chinese companies are mm-hmm. shaking things up with phones. This is a $400 phone with an 8th gen Snapdragon. Yeah. A brand new Snapdragon that you only find in the new s- smartphones. And it's it's changing the game in a good way, I think. I'm hoping that... I hope it, I'm really hoping the smartphone market is going to start going the way that the... Um, computer market is because the commuter market there's finally that there finally there's good CPU and GPU competition so yeah. prices are getting better um Intel is fucked if they release their 9900k their next well 10900k or whatever it's going to be yeah. their next 10th gen CPU if they release it at $500 again, they're fucked. Yeah. Because you can get 3700X, which can compete with an i9 for... Or the i9-3900X is $100 less than 9900K. Yeah. And it can compete. And then if you look at the top of the line, the, the 3990 Threadripper mm-hmm. outshine It's $2,000. And it outshines everything Intel has aside from like their top of the line extreme. Yeah. And that's like $6,000. Yeah, uh, and it's just as good for four thousand dollars less. And I'm hoping maybe a company like this can come out and put pressure on Samsung and Apple to lower their fucking prices. Pretty sweet, because I think it's stupid as shit that phones are just getting more and more expensive every year. Yeah, uh, it's really hurting a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You're you're forcing people, especially Apple. Definitely. Uh, with how bad their batteries degrade, you're forcing people into new phones, mm-hmm. you know, and and now they're openly telling people that your battery, your your phone's going to get worse because your battery's degrading. And hopefully this shakes up the market. I think that's what yeah. I'm excited for. What are your thoughts on this phone? Uh, kind of interested. Yeah. Like, I, I just, 
And it's got my colors too. It's black and gold. Yeah. Like, I just don't think I could carry a foldable phone as yeah. e, as like an EDC, you know? It's it's a $400 phone that I think I'd feel justified in buying, seeing if I like it. And if I don't, then okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's at a price where um, to get into the foldable market, you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. You know? like, See, me personally, I'd rather buy this than a tablet. Yeah. Uh, if I was going to use something. But then again, I don't know. Uh, if I if I wanted a tablet, I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird. The foldable market, I'm excited about, but I think I would personally lean towards like the Z Flip or the Razer Phone. Yeah. Uh, something more pocketable and things like that. So. Well. I don't know. Let us know what you think about the Escobar Fold Two. Should we support Escobar and should we support phone? Pablo Escobar <laughs> in his? Uh, brother's endeavors with this new smartphone. I think when they release their own flagship phone, I can't imagine it'll be too expensive since no. they're since they're really talking taking the piss to say out of Samsung and Apple, yeah, and yelling at them because they're too expensive. Yeah, uh, I think I think that when they release their own phone, I'd be pretty hyped for it. Definitely, because they're designing it themselves. They're outsourcing, getting the parts and whatnot. They're building it themselves. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see what they come up with. I think, uh, keep an eye on Escobar Inc. in the (laughs) smartphone game because, you know, smartphones are the most important piece of technology we all, you know, uh, deal with. So plays a big part in today's culture. Yeah. I mean, it's a big thing. So anyways, let's, uh, let us know what you think in, you know, Twitter, Instagram, any either of them, it's at Leadership GG. Let us know. You know, um, have you been watching any new content lately? And watching anybody new? No, <laughs> like no, it's all been the same stuff. Let me uh, let's see what what have I been watching on YouTube? Other than the normal like Jay's Two Cents. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, all I've been watching is Misfits. I've gone back and watched a lot of Fitz videos. Um, I've been spending uh, a bunch of time watching their stuff. Viva La Dirt. <laughs> They do a lot of stuff. It's the Viva La Dirt League, and uh, they're New Zealanders, and they do a lot of a lot of dumb videos. And it's always like uh, them. It's like PUBG style videos yeah. of them doing just like stupid. It, it's pretty funny. I've Hell been watching yeah. them for my my laughs. But I, after that, like Hoonigan, you know Hoonigan stuff. Yeah, yeah Hoonigan stuff. Yeah. Uh, also, let us know if you want to watch us build our PCs. I didn't even think of that. Um, we, we thought about it because both of us are buying brand new PCs, doing full mm-hmm. new builds. Uh, probably first of March, we'll have mm-hmm. our we'll probably have it all in. Um, we're gonna order the stuff probably next week, I think. Yeah, hopefully uh, the both of us. And let us know if you'd want to watch me never build a PC before. Yeah, this is this is your very first build. Very first time building and a PC. This is my first build in years. Yeah, first like full full build though. Yeah, my first very full complete custom build. Yeah, let us know if you don't want to watch two fucking idiots in a floor. <laughs> you get to see the backdrop of my room. It's it's yeah. got you know I got what. Half my walls are full of floral. I got a blanket over my window. I got a white wall that has um, crayon all over it because my kid, <laughs> when she was two, decided to oh, her man. and her best friend were over here. This because this used to be her bedroom before we moved her to the other room. She drew all over it and shit. So party on. Yeah, I think we might record that. Let us know if you'd want to. You know, like I said, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I've launched a Facebook page. Yeah, I created a Facebook page and shit. I haven't posted on it yet because I don't know what the fuck to do with it. <laughs> um, we could do like a live stream of it, uh, possibly. I think I could work that out with the computer I have currently. I think I could do a live stream yeah. with it. So just let us know. Uh, that's that's everything for now. There's not really anything new with content other than me watching Jordan Fisher and Doctor Lupo. Yeah, literally anything Jordan Fisher does, I watch. <laughs> He's just like, have you ever met anybody that's just a cheat code? No. Like their entire life is, Jordan Fisher's entire life is a cheat code. Yeah. Extremely attractive. He can dance. He can sing. He can act. He's really good at video (laughs) games. Like. He's that guy. If you look at his like genealogy, he's from literally everywhere. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> like his his bloodline is like perfect, but <laughs> it's a perfect mix of everything. So, well, damn. Yeah, like he's just that one person. Like him and like Brendan Urie. Yeah. You know, Brendan Urie's another one of those cheat codes. <laughs> Just pisses me off. <laughs> How can one man have so much talent? Give me like 05 percent of your talent, and I'll be the, a star. You know For what real. I mean? But yeah, just uh, everyone, we we appreciate everyone listening. Yes, uh, we had we've been enjoying this a lot. Pretty much starting over with a new podcast. You know, yeah. um, doing something different, something we enjoy. It's refreshing, though. Yeah, it's definitely refreshing. We're talking about things we really really care about. And uh, I really enjoyed us doing the N64 episode. I think we might try to squeeze those in like once or twice a month, uh, something like that. Because surprisingly enough, um, there's a lot of video games that come out, mm-hmm. but not uh, too many. Yeah. So I kind of want to like mix it up so we don't just run out of shit to talk about, you know? <laughs> yeah. We want to talk about new games, sometimes current games. Maybe we'll talk about Fortnite one day this week or uh, next week because, you know, as much as Destin's not a fan of it, I fucking love Fortnite (laughs) and what it's done. Turning 16-year-olds into millionaires. But uh, eventually eventually you'll run out of, you know, just games to talk about. So we're kind of like pacing ourselves with new releases, current stuff, uh, things like that. Just talk about. Eventually, I want. I do want to talk about esports too. Eventually, yeah. whenever I, I want to talk about like Rocket League, especially. That'd be pretty cool. Rocket League esports is pretty gnarly. Uh, if I could ever like, just talk to somebody that knows a lot about it. But talk to CW. CW and Sam yeah, play it. A, Sam plays Sam, it a lot. Sam plays the shit of it. But uh, we appreciate everyone for listening. Uh, we're rambling now. <laughs> we're gonna end the episode, but. <laughs> Yeah, that was our week of shit. I'm going to change the way I title episodes to make it sound, I don't know, I like dumb titles for videos. I watch a lot of um, Kraus Gaming, and the way he titles his videos are fucking hilarious. It's like (laughs) PUBG moments that would make you, or it's Rainbow Six moments that might make you want to join the military, or maybe not. (laughs) It's like, what? Okay. But just dumb shit. I, I uh, I like the kind of relatability, I don't know, or just silliness it's silly but we're gonna get out of here i'm gonna go eat me some chicken alfredo uh we appreciate everyone listening again um follow us on social medias twitter instagram facebook i guess now uh leadership gg ldr shp g g uh, leave a five star review on uh, I, Apple Podcast. I'm gonna say iTunes to the end of fucking time, even though they changed it <laughs> on iTunes. Hopefully, Spotify does something soon because they're really diving into the podcast game. Hopefully, they do something to allow fan interaction. I guess. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you. We love you. And goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>